The start of a new year means that for many employees, it's time to consider looking for a new job. For those in the technology space, is it a good time to look compared with last year? And what are the hottest skills that companies are looking for from their technology employees? We're going to chat all things job market on this episode of Today in Tech. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me on today's show is Lucas Mirian. He is a senior writer at Computer World. Good to see you again, Lucas, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, we had you on this time last year. We've had you also through the, the, on the show through, uh, throughout 2023. But, you know, it is the, the start of the new year, and uh, it's a, re- a really good time to talk about uh, the job market, uh, especially the, in the IT slash tech space. Uh, there's a bunch of new articles I want to talk to you about and then get your sense of where we're, where we're at at the moment. Uh, For example, there was a Boston Consulting Group survey of 11,000 employees that showed 28% of workers say they do not see themselves with their employer within a year, which indicates that more than one-fourth of your staff might be looking for new work. Uh, Second, there was a Wall Street Journal article this week suggesting that finding a new job uh, is getting harder in 2024, with employers finishing 2023 with far fewer positions than at the start of the year. Uh, This is according to like down 15% on Indeed.com, and that's where they get their numbers. And then the third, the U.S. uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the number of Americans who voluntarily quit their jobs hit the lowest level in November, uh, and this was since September of 2020, suggesting that, again, the labor market is cooling. So these are all general business stories where you hear about, you know, the general overall job market. Are you seeing the same thing in the IT jobs market space, or is it still an outlier when you consider the, the, the market? more of an outlier it's some cooling uh but it's interesting there's a shuffling going on so you're going to see fewer jobs in the mega corporations and the enterprises the microsofts the uh, metas the googles uh because uh, they they went on a hiring spree during and after so right after covid right and over the past year you know we've seen that tick down but there's also a dearth of IT talent out there. There are a lot of jobs, like by some estimates, over 3.3 million job openings out there in tech. Uh, and and the problem has been for smaller companies, SMBs, in finding talent to fill those roles. So now they've got a chance because some of these massive layoffs that have been happening uh, has have made this talent available to them. Yeah. Is, is January really the best time for to begin a new job search or is it just because you know people like in the media we're like we need content oh new new year resolution find a new job um and maybe that's why and again i'm, I'm guilty of it myself i was like oh i need i need yeah. to start off the new year with with lucas in the job market space spring tense early spring tends to be the best time there's something wrong with looking for a job in january either. yeah probably the worst time to look for a job is the end of the year because yeah november uh, and december are the worst company. times yeah, right. Because they're, they're literally companies are looking to adjust their numbers. They're looking to, uh, yeah, they're, they're they're adjusting their numbers for the end of the year, the last quarter, in case they're they're down. That's when the layoffs occur. Uh, the first quarter of the year, typically they have a good handle on on you know how their their revenue is. It's going to go for that year. They're projecting it, but typically the second quarter is the best time. And that's usually when the the budgets are opened up, and they're like, okay, you now you can hire, and maybe you know that's the, that's when the pri- the process really begins. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And in, in the tech world, you were talking about, you know, there being 15% fewer uh, job openings. But in the tech world, it's only like from last quarter of this negative 1%. 
And you got to remember that the unemployment rate in tech is almost half that of the general overpopulation uh, unemployment rate. So it's around, it was uh, 2% in November. The numbers are kind of come out tomorrow from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I don't expect it to change dramatically. Yeah, the, the, I think that the some of the estimates were that the, they were going to be it was going to be fewer jobs out there, or fewer job or fewer new jobs expected. So they're again contributing to that cooling labor market um, narrative. But you're saying in the tech space that it's it's probably not. It's going to be as drastic. So so. You know, should should a yeah. tech worker ignore a lot of these headlines that that they that they might be seeing in the Wall Street Journal and some of these other the publications, and really just focus? Well, I you know I've I've still got valuable tech skills that that can contribute to a new job. So right now, there's this skills mismatch happening in the tech space. Um, a lot of folks who came out of college with computer science degrees. Yep. And not a lot of skills packed up behind them on their on their resume, especially soft skills, uh, communication skills, team building <laughs> skills, uh, the ability to learn. That's what companies are looking for because technology is changing so fast now, especially with artificial intelligence. They're looking for people who can adapt and move laterally or vertically within the organization. So learn new skills and move up and out. So that's what you really want to focus on. You want to you put those skills, those soft skills high up in your resume. Uh, don't get so settled down in um, in your college degree and your hard skills. Although hard skills are still very valuable, you want to learn some of the new skills uh, like AI engineering, like prompt engineering, a lot of stuff having to do with artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, even though some of those skills will eventually probably go away completely as AI becomes more intelligent, uh, more <laughs> self-aware. Um, but right now, they're still in demand. Uh, people need uh, IT workers who can manipulate large language models uh, for specific business purposes. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, you mentioned, I think, um, college graduates, and those are in that Gen Z, Generation Z uh, yeah. demographic. Are you're 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 seeing or hearing that they're having a difficult time to 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 get that first job, especially since I've also seen that first jobs are generally the point at which you gain experience in a lot of these soft skills. Correct. Yeah, it's uh, yeah more than fifty percent of Gen Z, according to at least one uh, poll um, by a reskilling firm, showed that fifty four percent of Gen Z professionals are taking between four and nine months to secure their first entry level role. Yeah. And a lot of that is because they just they simply don't have, like I said, the experience and the skills that more mature IT workers have. And that's what companies are looking for right now. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I, I went to college many, many decades ago. Um, and, and again, that first job was always about getting enough experience. And you did that through internships and Kind of those types of jobs um, are yeah. are they are they are those not happening anymore or is it more just about the skill sets versus the the actual experience on the resume? Uh, skills based hiring. That's, yeah, that's the that's one of the trends that you're going to see. It's already in place now, but it's going to. I think that's one of the trends you're going to see grow in 2024. Companies are looking for people with specific skills or the ability to learn new skills. So soft skills. They want you to be somebody who can critically think, so can problem solve, that can manage projects. These are some of the skills that they're looking for. These are the jobs, like IT project manager is one of the hot jobs this year. Right. Um, you know, also cloud uh, engineering and AI engineers. 
those are hot jobs as well this year. So they're looking for people with experience and specific slash soft skills. So some of those more hot skills uh, that I just mentioned, but of course also the soft skills. Yeah, and combination y- of the two. Yeah. And you mentioned artificial intelligence and and some of the prompt engineering type of skills. What do you think is the best way for an employee or a worker to gain those skills? Should they just go out and try to get them themselves? Should they ask their companies to invest in some more training for those types of new uh, AI related skills? Or, you know, is it is it ask the company or do it yourself or a mix of both? It's a mix of both. Companies right now are focusing on training not just tech workers, but business employees as well. Like generally speaking, they want people to become comfortable with using artificial intelligence. So across the company, they'll have courses. The largest, most progressive companies out there are doing that, training all employees. And then your IT department, your CIOs are focusing on specific skills for their IT workers. And security, privacy, big one. Yeah. Okay, so AI right now can't be trusted. It's producing results that, uh, you know, copyright infringement issues, data privacy issues, security issues, hallucinations, all sorts of issues are happening as this technology continues to mature. And they need employees who can recognize this and deal with it. So you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, jobs opening up for uh, uh, um, security and in, in security, especially yeah. with, as it relates to AI. Um, uh, dev, dev spec ops and that sort of thing. But you, but you haven't seen any data yet that suggests that AI is is especially in the IT space might be reducing or eliminating some of those entry level jobs. Are you? I, I've heard that there's a possibility that this will happen, um, and that might be the cause for why Gen Z is taking a little bit longer to get some of those entry level jobs. But you haven't seen any hard evidence yet, have you? None. Yeah. And I've talked to many CIOs. I've talked to CEOs, I've talked to analysts, virtually across the board, people are saying, no, AI is not going to eliminate jobs. It's going to eliminate mundane tasks. <laughs> so what, yeah. it, well, I mean, I chuckle because isn't that the point of an entry level job is that you're doing something that nobody else wants to do and that's why it's entry level. Uh, yeah, to, to a point, but yeah. I think it also provides opportunity for you to have, enjoy the work more because you're going to have to be more creative. They're looking for people to be more creative. Yeah. They're looking... So, yeah, so these are knowledge-based jobs now that they're, they're looking for. So knowledge-skilled workers, um, not just people who can crunch data because AI can do that for you now. Yeah, yeah. Although data scientists, still, there's a measure of creativity. I've talked to some of them, I'm, I'm, honestly, some of those brilliant people when it comes to uh, large language models and artificial intelligence, talk about stuff that I barely understand because it gets, they go so far down the rabbit hole. But one of the things they say is you're never going to take the human out of the loop. We are the creative uh, entity behind right. this technology. So it's going to be more of an assistant uh, than anything else. Is it going to eliminate some jobs? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. some of the more mundane tasks, but I think it's also going to create new opportunities. That's one of the questions I asked people is, you know, uh, the industrial revolutions of the past absolutely eliminated some jobs. You know, you didn't need buggy whips anymore. So those went away, but it created other jobs, including maintenance jobs. So you have new technology 
like I'm just 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 an example, like the steam engine. But sure. somebody's got to be able to fix the steam engine. Right, somebody's right. got to be able to build the steam engine. Somebody's got to be able to, you know, uh, 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 construct the parts for the steam engine. So it created a lot of new jobs. It's going to be very similar with artificial intelligence. There will be some jobs eliminated, but it's also going to create new jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you, you know, I got lost in my brain when you started saying buggy whip, and that was an actual position. <laughs> I, I was just someone. I just figured. Not buggy a position. Whip was... I'm just like a, a product, you know. So, <laughs> okay. so buggy whips are not needed. From very, well, I, very much the example anymore, I've always heard yeah. is telephone operator. Yeah. Like that was one of there those jobs go. that you know, in the early days of the telephone, you'd have these people working switchboards and you know, connecting. Sure. And you'd you see those oh. old movies where it's like Murray Hill five two four, and like I had no idea what that <laughs> meant because again, when well, I grew anybody... up, it was all dial. Or push Anybody button. over forty probably remembers four one one. I mean, people still use it as yeah. an, you know as an yeah. acronym. So um, there was another acronym. there was another point you brought up about about training the non business users to be more uh, focused on IT. And I've and I've heard this this term uh, called citizen developers or yeah. you know the non you know the non IT person that does more and more tech stuff. Does and again, I don't know if, if there's any evidence around this as well. But do you think an IT person that you know, has you know, has always been focused on computer science and technology and IT stuff. Do you think that they would feel threatened by more of these people kind of getting into these roles, or is it is it there? You know, the lake is big enough for everybody to to enjoy. Lake is big enough. Okay. And what and what I've heard and when I've talked to CIOs, one of the things they say that shocked them is uh, one of the um, benefits of AI is um, augmenting uh, software development and application development. Sure. So it, it's not going to write the entire program for you, but what it will do is maybe give you a base of code to start with. You you give it some prompts, uh, what you're looking for, and it'll give you a base of code. And then you have to, of course, massage that and add to it and customize it. It'll give you the next line of code. So mm, suggest, an, suggest the next line of code for this. It'll give you that. The nice thing is now business users who never had any aptitude for coding can use artificial intelligence, gener, gener, uh, generative artificial intelligence to create their own applications for yeah. business-specific uses. They're not going to be sophisticated applications, but stuff for like marketing campaigns, advertising campaigns, that sort of thing, they can do themselves now. Yeah, I, and that's I, why it's important. Yeah, I like the idea. Whenever we would try to develop a new, you know, either a new content management system or a, a new app, and you'd be sitting with these developers, and they give you this, well, here's what the app is going to look like, or here's what the integration, and you're like, no, no, I want it to look like that. So, you know, I want it to exactly. look differently. I, I could see a bunch of of non techie people using AI to almost develop it themselves in the way it looks, and then present that to the to the engineers of the team and say. Can you make it better than this? And this is what I'm looking to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if, the, I, yeah, um, right. And, who knows better what the business needs? And on the I, other, on the flip side of that, uh, do you think the development of of again opening this this tech field open to non business would also encourage maybe IT people to explore non IT versions of the business? Like getting an IT person to understand marketing better or sales better or accounting better. Um, I mean, the large companies are, I, I've seen a lot of people do that, but at smaller companies, you still get, you still see these silos, right? Like, you know, Joe's in accounting and Sheila's in IT and they never really meet except for when, whenever they're butting heads about something tech, 
tech related. I, I think it's an astute observation, and it's an inaccurate one. It's a very accurate one. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Is it accurate or not accurate? <laughs> I, I I did. I said accurate, but it sounded like inaccurate. Okay, so all right. I wanted to repeat that because you said it a student, and then I thought you said it was inaccurate. <laughs> I said it's an accurate. It's an, I meant the and was very okay. just an and, right. you know, so Sorry about inaccurate. that. But it's no, it's it's me. So it's accurate. It's it's very accurate that you're going to see a merging, uh, more or, or not emerging, but a, working more closely together with the business side of the house, the the IT and the business side of the house, because uh, of the, of this cross pollination being created by AI. So the business side of the house knows what it wants, but it's not going to be able to customize these applications as much as it wants to. Plus, the IT side of the house is going to have to address, uh, you know, erroneous data, hallucinations, um, copyright infringement issues, privacy issues, like I was talking about before, security, data security issues. One of the problems with these models, <coughs> pardon me, is that they will use information input uh to if you're using a cloud service, they will sometimes use that information to train yeah. your models. Yeah. And you have to make sure that if you're signing a contract for one of these service models for a cloud-based uh, artificial intelligence um, tool platform, you have to make sure that they're not going to use your corporate data to train their model in the future, because that means your data is in their hands to use as they see fit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, you had mentioned that there's more than a hundred thousand uh, open IT positions. That's on the low end, and you know there are way some, more. Th yeah. yeah, there's some. Yeah. There are some estimates up to three million open positions. So somewhere yeah. in there is the the true number. Um, yeah. Why are there so many enterprises that are still going through pretty sizable layoffs with a lot of these open positions? Is it just that the employees they're laying off just don't? fit those requirements and they'd rather do that let someone go rather than try to retrain them like do you have a gut feeling they, on they, that yeah i mean like my, my gut feeling is that the pendulum swung in the other direction a little too hard um which again isn't a bad thing for some of the smbs that couldn't find talent now they are able to because of these workers that are that were put out uh to pasture by some of these enterprises yeah but um no, I think it's just a bit of an overcorrection. They they overhired, so they hired more people than they needed for these positions. They realized that they didn't really need them, so they started culling their positions. But now there's an adjustment being made. I think it's you, you see more of a moderation. You're not going to see, I don't believe you're going to see the big, and none of these layoffs were monstrous. Some of them were. I mean, let's not even talk about X and Twitter. That's an outlier. Sure. But um, but most of these uh, layoffs were, you know, far fewer than even 10% of the employees. You know, we're talking one, two, three percent of employees. But it looks big because the company that has 300,000 employees, they lay off 5,000 workers. It looks huge. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot of people. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying in, in, the, uh, in the big picture, it isn't for that company, for example. And, and we talked a little bit about AI uh, as one of the skills that I think people should focus on this year. Are, you, are there some other IT trends uh, that, that you're seeing for the year? I, I think you mentioned security and privacy as well. Uh, what are there yeah. some of the, the trends that, that you're seeing or that people are telling you about in your reporting for Computer World? Um, so I've got some, I just, just got some hard numbers in from um, uh, a tech organization, uh, CompTIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization that represents the tech field. And um, 
software developers, over a million jobs still. Web designers, AI engineers, QA analysts, stack developers, front-end developers, UI, UX designers, 1,074,000 open jobs this past year. Infrastructure, 670,000 jobs. We're talking about system and network administrators, uh, network engineers, infrastructure and cloud, cloud architects, support people, always hot. Yeah. Uh, IT support specialists, help desk specialists, field service technicians. And then, as I mentioned before, uh, cybersecurity and enab enablement. So in cybersecurity, you have almost 150,000 job openings this past year, security specialist, security engineer, security analyst, penetration tester. Uh, and then in enablement, you have IT project managers, I IT managers, CIOs, sales engineers, teachers. People have to train these, these <laughs> workers, so they have to have teachers come in and do it. Yeah. There's a lot of job openings. So CompTIA has um, 3.3 million job openings in IT in the U.S. Wow. Wow, that's, so that's a it, huge. I'm, Janko Associates tends to go very conservatively, and the other ones have said there's about a hundred thousand job openings. But the bottom line is that there are still a lot of jobs out there. Yeah, well, do uh, the, you think that they might define what a tech job is or what an IT job is, maybe separately? It's more specific than than a like again. You said teachers, for example, in in the in the CompTIA report, like. Okay, yeah. do they classify a teacher, even if you're teaching IT, does that make it an IT job, for example, versus a, you know, uh, a software developer? Yeah, because they're still teaching tech. Yeah. So they would include yeah. that, yeah. Uh, um, do you, yeah, they aren't teaching. Do you get a sense that if people are, are frustrated with their job search? Because we've done a couple of other episodes where um, we've talked with people that it's very hard to try to get through the, a lot of these AI filters to get to that first step of an interview if, if you're not networking with other people. Um, getting past a lot of these hurdles is very difficult. Do you find yeah. that it, it would be a good time for people to kind of go out on their own, start their own business, become a contractor, free, you know, freelancer, things like that? Or um, is is the best the best thing is still to try to get a, a corporate company job somewhere? I don't know if, you, uh, yeah, even yeah, if you're I, the right person to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the right person to answer that. I'm yeah. just not. Uh, I've always thought I'd love to open a cookie shop, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> Um, I, I, I you know, you know what? I've always wanted to open a diner, but then I realized I can't cook food very well. But I, I always uh, like the idea of just having, you know, a, a diner of my own. But I also can't get up that early in the morning. I'm talking myself out I, of, of that job. No, yeah, me too. I, I'm a good baker. That's about it. My wife's the cook. Uh, we need to get back on track. Yeah. So the bottom line is that. Raises are going up this year for IT. I mean, salaries are going up. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, in on average about two point three percent on average. But some of the jobs that are really in high demand are going up much. You know, the, the pay for those jobs are much higher. Uh, one hundred and fifty, one hundred eighty thousand dollars for some of these developer jobs, um, engineers, uh, project managers, and whatnot. So, no, I think it's still a good time to get a corporate job. Um, but you know what? It's a lot of fun to work for startups and mm -hmm. smaller companies, and there's a lot of growth opportunity out there, especially with artificial intelligence and data analysis uh, and cloud services. So you know, keep your keep your mind open to something other than just. And I don't want to mention any specific company, but other than just the go-to kind of enterprise jobs. Sure, you know they're great, and there's usually a lot of security with them. But there's not as much advancement opportunity in some of those bigger enterprises. And when you grow with a small company, there's lots of opportunity to learn and uh, for advancement. 
And I think you'd mentioned before that a lot of folks aren't planning to stay with their job more than a year. Yeah. That's not uncommon these days, though. And that's how people move up in their careers. When you and I came in, you know, you moved up in the same company. I mean, sure. I've been with IDG for 23 years. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy the stability of that. But young people, you know, they're they're young they they want to try new things they want to move they're they're open to uh to to moving to different regions and geographies also you have a lot of remote work opportunities that you didn't have when we were starting out yeah so they're willing to to move and uh and 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 you know advance through new jobs i, I think so also yeah the, the the job hopping uh experience or or that that process is not as negative as it used to be i think yeah. Again, even even when I was moving up, you would be like, if you get a new job, you hold on to it for two to three years, and then you start looking again. And I was always right. amazed. I had a we had a I had a friend who worked at IDG, and he was there for like maybe a year, and then he just he left and went to the next company, and then he worked that for six months, nine months, went to another company, and moved up that way. And I'm like, wow, I I can't believe that you're getting these jobs having done this. And he's like, well, that's just the way it is now, or that's you know he yeah. he was fine with doing that job hunting or job hopping thing. Um, I think also yeah. it's generational too, as you start getting uh, family and other commitments that you end up, uh, you know, yeah. sticking around. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so yeah, jo job hopping's for the young bucks. <laughs> yeah. So o overall it's still a good market for it, but, but be aware that there might not be as many openings as there was last year, but um, that it's still not as bad as the, the general job market might be no no we're, we're I, technology is still looking really yeah. hot and uh, even the even the general fact, even the general market seems seems still there's still a lot of openings out there yeah absolutely yeah. um i just want to drop down manpower group you know it's a it's a global staffing firm yeah they just came out with some numbers u.s numbers uh net employment outlook for 2020 q1 2024 is up 35 percent that's six percent more than last year but down, like I said, about 1% from last quarter. Right. So a slight downtick, but still really hot. Yeah. And they actually list uh, IT or technology as the number one vertical for jobs. All right. So it's always good to be in tech. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Lucas, uh, again, thanks again for joining us to talk about this stuff. Always fascinating uh, just talking about IT jobs in general. My pleasure. All right, uh, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, add any comments that you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.